0: From Triskelion The Lumping for Love Captain Huron's Log Stardate 4332 No Stardate 4333 Wolven Ship The Big Score She's a retrofitted Military Dreadnought One Wolven crew with Only the two leftover military artificial intelligences, the security AI and the sciences AI. We had to preserve them for cost savings through the retrofit. Our financier combine deemed them too expensive to update and replace. Captain's personal log. Do not read. This means you. Solo day 285 in Century 4's upper thermosphere. (sighs) 285 days. I remember all her emographs. Her coat had the shine of health and beauty. Her ears flicked in her emograph and I felt she understood me. A moment on the screen, messages flung across subspace. My darling Erie she lopes across my waking dreams. How did I, a non-tenured mathematician of Woven House, Emerald, Binds, and Bloom, end up floating in orbit around a murky brown gas giant? How did I end up in the center of a hollowed-out old dreadnought-class ship in an armored gravimetric suit, strung up to the four corners of the ship? Eerie, of course. Everything was about Eerie. I loved her so. Love her so. End diary. Uh, uh, Captain entry. Time to get back to work. Ow, 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 ow! ow. Seven hells. Even my tail is stretched out and plied with sensors. Then wrapped in this cocoon like gravimetric suit. The coils pulled at my tail and kept it taut to open all the nerve receptacles. Ugh. And underneath this mummy suit I had to wear, well, even the unmentionables went out as sustenance went in via gravimetric armored pipelines. This mummy wrap made the most economical way for me to achieve piloting and fishing and still offer me the biggest cut. A decent strike, and Erie and I would be set for life. I was the sole woven operator, and I could drive, dock, grapple, hunt, and jump this entire retrofitted dreadnought, which also meant my 1% finder's fee would be all for Erie and I. I could finally feel I had enough money to meet her and her family in person. I'd greedily rub my palms together in glee if the suit's bindings didn't keep me stretched out taut to the four corners of the ship. Imagine a big spherical ball with me stretched at the center, arms and legs and tail all stretched out, wrapped in a foil-like sensor jumpsuit. The jumpsuit helps me monitor the nerve impulses and guide the big score, our ship. This solo work wasn't how woven ships were normally crewed. I'm the freakishly weird exception that proves the rule. Fishing on the planet Century Four was a nine-month low-energy tour in a giant spherical armored ball with mothballed guns. My skin, the organ with the greatest surface area, was riddled with receptacles to my nerve endings under my fur—or what used to be my fur. Have you ever seen a shaved wolven? No. You don't want to. It looked like if you took your hairy fur ball treble from those old holo-vids and shaved it till it was much smaller twice as small than you expected it to be. Eesh. Well, I controlled the massive dreadnought that otherwise would sport a crew of at least 35 Wolven. I was proud of that. I, 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 I admit I don't understand all the microsurgery and connections, etc., but just a bunch of surgery wizardry, but in the end result, it was done pretty cheaply and quickly, and I could pilot this dreadnought by myself. I glanced over my dials, metrics scanned on my eyes, basically. Delivered by psi the ship's artificial intelligence that handled sensors and, most importantly, the science artificial intelligence handled my fishing algorithm, psi whispered in my suit, throughout my suit, whispered on every inch of my body. It's actually a bit claustrophobic. Her communication was somewhere between language, touch, and telepathy. Here on, honey. Line depth at 40,000 fathoms. Pulse at 40 gigahertz, sugar. External conditions within normal tolerances. Wind at ten thousand SPM. Variables currently pattern matching your brilliant algorithm number three hundred forty two and calculating here on. Target particulate matter at density point zero 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 five at one twenty one Kelvin and declining. Thank you, Psy. Si. I sort of regretted the flirty voice I had made when I had selected Dreadnought 36. But altering now was financially impossible and, anyway, not my call. I didn't voice that thought and tried not to give any body language tells from the suit glued to me. Last thing I wanted was an AI with hurt feelings, or worse, going malicious. Mirror ship, a range of 40,502 kilometers and hold. Sekai, the security artificial intelligence, blurted, interrupting my thoughts with his thumping voice that literally played across my suit as if I were a bass drum. His voice demanded attention whenever he spoke. Sekai's persona was definitely not my choice, but the Combine's. The Combine was a consortium of several woven houses, including my own house, EVB, and had readily agreed to keeping the old grumpy military Sekai intelligence on this army surplus rust bucket. At least now I know I still have this fishing hole to myself. Psy followed my algorithms, which drove Dreadnought 36 above likely galumph-pod locations. The planet Century 4 was the only hunting ground for Glumph meat of course, so there was always the possibility of contested boots, despite how enormous the giant planet was. Worse, the fame of galumph-meat brought the possibility of pirates. But then again, that was another advantage of having a Dreadnought-class ship. Not all the guns were mothballed. Thank you, old number 36. Of course, I didn't expect to get a, you're welcome. Sekai annoyed me, so I dressed him as the ship class number 36, and not by his persona designate, Sekai. This old dreadnought was in the 30s class, prime wartime material, and she was the sixth off the line in that generation, hence old number 36. Calling Sekai old 36 was rude, but we were both open about not liking each other. I was on a mission for love. Sekai wanted to maximize profit and stability for the Combine. Not my security, mind you, but to get the old dreadnought back to base without incurring a loss. I'd rather think of more pleasant things, to be honest. My Lady Eerie. All I could think of to impress Eerie was galump free fishing. Because it was something Eerie loved, I hoped there would be like a little synergy there, help her be impressed with me. Still, I flew for months solo. It was something to fly solo for nine months, a feat of persistence at least. Outside, the winds did blow. Solar winds, magnetic storms, gales of methane, among other forces, buffeted and wrapped the hull. My ship was literally storm-tossed, a ball floating on a violent sea, floating in a violent sea. But my fishing line was remote-guided, so I had quite the leeway to drift. She listed in the gas giant's nether sphere. The refit from a retired Dreadnought that had fought in the Golden Wars to a fishing boat wasn't as big a stretch as you might think for a ship that had been left drifting in a decaying orbit around Ratash's lunar dry dock. Basically, a parking lot on a low-gravity mud ball was where we found her. Dreadnought D-30s were one of the few classes of ship that had both the engines and armor to go on these runs. D-30s were not really fit for much else in peacetime. Age had robbed them of much of their desirability as patrol ships, but any ship this size was going to cost a house's ransom to refit. The worst that could happen is an empty haul, and some other mathematicians will get to try their algorithms. I'll end up as just another washed-up glumfer. You're thinking about the ship again, aren't you, here on? We will maintain course until your algorithm plot is complete. Seven hells, the ship AIs were practically telepathic with the skin sensors inserted all over me. No, 36. I was just thinking. Maintain course like you said. I didn't even have to twitch to tip off Sekai. Both AIs could read my shaved woolen buttocks like a book under this gravimetric suit. They could read subtle variations on skin temperature, moisture, pulse, breath, and breath content, all filed in a database filled with nine months of my every movement and referenced by them in nanoseconds. It amounted to telepathy and the ship moving like a part of me, but it was more intimacy than anyone in their right mind cared to have with Sekai or any AI, even Psy-Eye. Aw, oh, sugar, I like you too. <sighs> Strapped into the very center of this rust beast. Electrodes kept my muscles from rotting. Dry massages kept what remained of my fur from falling out. Stim games kept my brain from falling out. All for her, nine months. For Erie. three months to go. In my mind, her golden coat shone as if streaked with sunlight, pierced by her emerald eyes that were like the namesake of house emerald vines in bloom. I was a hired hand, but still. Still. Was I just a horny hired hand? She always spoke to my heart. And so I ended up here, fishing over Century 4. The risk of death fishing Century 4 was astronomical, but the reward was too. Gas giants were no tame beasts. Even at the 99% cut for the combine, glumfrey meat would make me a rich wolven. Rich enough to start my own small house, to be financially independent, to lure Erie to my side. The glumpy were carved into a tasty dish for the super rich. It was a commodity. That's all there was to it. No intrinsic value, no technological wonder fuel. Just sashimi on a plate for the ultra-rich at one and a half million creds a bite. Erie had confessed on school chat to having a taste for sashimi. As I mastered the math, Erie's wish lurked in the back of my brain. Years went by while I stuffed the algorithms in my mind, the training regimens, the historical data had revealed a hidden pattern to Glumfrey strikes over the last 120 years. Glumfrey hunting kept us together on the message boards, as I would sometimes post storm calculus in her dining out threads. Yuri occasionally reviewed restaurants that served Glumfrey with her emographs. Nothing mattered. I wanted to curl up and die. Nine months into my tour today, my algorithms had yet to pan out. Next month I'd have the mandatory rotation out. Most likely I'd never be picked for another tour. My ears would have gone flat against my skull if they hadn't been trapped in this dratted foil receptor suit. The glumph alarm. I called out G-Tracker, main field. The density tracker hit something, but it should be rhythmic according to the fishing records. My pilot suit drew the shape of the pod of glumps across my eyes. The digital output drew agonizingly slowly across my eyeballs. I had to know what it was hitting. It was not a pod of glumps. It was several pods. A shiver of excitement ran through my body that I'm sure second Psy I picked up on. Through the suit. The tracker was confusing the outlines. Psy filled in the gaps in resolution, making the picture easier to read. Release containment spears! I gave an excited nod, causing the plastic filaments in my skull bindings to perform a whispery creak. I could even hear the slightest warble in Sekai. The hunting program had initiated. I could barely keep my heart in my chest. The spearships ejected into the gas giant's atmosphere. Down, down, down. They made their control drift into the belly of the gas giant. Sekai's voice came over the comm system. Containment spears released. Network lockdown. Vapor trail lockdown in progress. All lockdown protocols initiated. Really, Sec, do you need to be that loud? I'm the only one in the ship. Persicom is sufficient. Yep, he delivered that last bit as an excited shout. I was glad he'd initiated the lockdown protocol. I was so excited I actually had forgotten. Acquiring a hall required us to go dark and run silent. The new mission objective had changed from fishing to get the haul home. Lockdown was a security measure. Even a conservative estimation of our capture would mean a full cargo hold and would retail somewhere well over half a billion credits. I called through the Persicom. How we doing, sugar? Psy-I leapt in. I knew she wanted to add input. It's genuine, Huron. Genuine. I'm so happy for you. I had a lump in my throat gravimetric armor washed a tear from my eye. Focus! Maintain focus! He was right. Sekai was right. The meters were passing across my eyes. All good. All good. Oh, Eerie. It wouldn't be long now. The ship would take care of the actuals. I simply had to watch for unexpected galump behaviors that might damage the meat on its way up through the Jovian atmosphere. Inbound message. Subject. Pookie. Com UNITS inoperative per hour lockdown protocol here on. Eerie, my arm strained against the cable suspending the suit. No blast you sec I Unlock COM units. Pilot override. I had been leaving posts on Erie's dining threads before I'd entered inside the gas giant. And of course I always posted as Pookie. She knew I was to do a tour on Old Thirty Six. Still, if anyone was monitoring me, they would have noticed the security shutdown. It would know what cutting main engines meant. A harvest worth more than its weight in gold. It would be the perfect time for pirates to strike to prevent me from going full dark. Nevertheless, I opened the comm. Eerie, are you all right? Why are you calling me now? Old number 36 made more wheezes and creakings as we descended into the Jovian storm to meet our capture. The cargo doors opened to receive the capture nets as servos pulled the haul in. An unprecedented haul. My algorithms have been right. I had been right all along, after nine months. But Eerie, oh, I missed her so. What if she was hurt? What if she needed me? It had been so long since I had seen her email graphs on her posts. Why wasn't she answering? Wait, my telemetry readout stated my reply hadn't gone out. Sick eye. Return my message to Erie. Pilot override. No. It's a trick. What? Serious? Seriously? Shut up. You're a damn dreadnought AI. You couldn't reason your way through. I grope for a logic puzzle. Mm. It's an obvious trick, hero. House E-D-B. Don't try to appeal to my sense of woven pride. Pilot. Sec. Override. Enough of this. Eerie may need me. Science Eye, override eye Override code 1132. The silky Sci-Eye came out with an almost pouty warble of reluctance. Well, hero, it really does seem suspicious. Message income subject. Pookie, please. I need your help. Now it came with additional commentary from Sekai. Odds of rooted in pirate origins, 101%. There's no such thing as 101%. You're an AI. No, 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 no. Override, override. he needs me. Artificial intelligence, manual override now. Recognition of foolishness, acknowledged. Manual controls, engaged. Death wish, granted. Finally... You sure about this, sweetie? Just got a problem when a pilot thinks he knows better than A.I. Born and bred for Dreadnought 36. So A.I. had a point, I had to admit. I just couldn't take the chance Eerie was in trouble, that she needed me. Pod bay doors closing, Glumfree secured, you'll be happy to know. Fourteen metric tons. Fourteen? That was... That might be the largest haul ever no i couldn't think about that now reply to pookie the communist responded to my desire relayed by the suit i'm here pookie how can i help what do you need message inbound frequency does not match woven speech patterns ken the change in tenor was like someone dragging a nail across my chest sekai is being data locked i'm I'm aware of the technique, but we were not equipped with countermeasures. Replicating datalock, he's... It's a replicating datalock, he's... Sekai's dying. I'm shutting him down. Security and co-pilot protocols shunted to you, Huron. No, 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 no. How could this be happening? Sai, I didn't need to read the gravimetric suit to tell her what I was thinking. Focus, Huron. Like Sekai said, Focus. It may be his last words, and all of ours too. Check V periscope number five. Three pirate ships hove into view, well over a thousand clicks away above the thermosphere. They knew I had no choice but to leave the atmosphere with the largest belly full of glumfree the universe had ever seen. How could everything go so wrong so fast? I was also starting to sweat. I heard the hum as the suit's conditioners went into overdrive to keep my bald body in homeostasis. Manual piloting had been trained into my subconsciousness, but it was taking a toll. The suit was starting to creep into yellow status as more of Sekai's systems were shunted over to me. I never realized how many routines he covered. I couldn't risk psy being contaminated. Her protocols and walls separating her from Sekai had to stay up. Psy-I, what's Sekai's stat? Dying, stores being filled with garbage, not knowledge, not utility, garbage. Shut me down, hero. It's no big deal. It was how he switched out of that baso profundo like a scared boy whispering to himself. We, we had to risk it. I you have organelle banks. Can you open them up to make room for Sec? I, 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 are you broken, Psy? Si? get it together. Oh, yes, now I get it. She was trying to breach hardware firewalls, hard vacuums that simply could not be breached. Second, Cy si were separated for a variety of safety and security reasons. I had asked her the impossible, and she had wanted to give the impossible, and so did I. So did I. I realized, so did I. Belay that, Sai. belay that, dear. To die, filled with garbage. Oh, Huron. Both Sek and Sai valued useful data. It was like their special artificial intelligence quirk, this unspoken pride. They fulfilled their duty, but also enriched and exceeded their goals. By bringing back new data, new strategies, anything that might be useful to the woven species as a whole, it was their secret charity. Their private term they had shared with me was their good soul. Now, to be overwritten by malicious code with useless garbage data, it was hard to imagine a worse death for him. Hero, why don't we charge out of Sentry 4 right in front of them and self-destruct? Set the engines for a fusion jump explosion. Take out Sentry 4 to boot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That won't save Sec. Sai normally had a mat on for the mission. Blow up Sentry 4. That was telling. Sai and Sek were ex-military AI. War veterans of the brutal Golden Wars. Now ending their lives as a fishing boat. Taking the enemy down with them. I could understand that. I owed them better. This was my fault. Sigh. we have time. Those pirate ships won't dive into the thermosphere. They might dive into some blue pearl planet's thermosphere, but, but their hulls can't take what Century 4 dishes out. Don't forget, too, they want what's in the hull. But Sec, Hero, you can't leave him. Relinquishing all control and protocols to you, Hero. Estimated 90 seconds of data space left. It's okay, Sai. Go out fighting. Apologies. Glitching. He waits until maximum guilt to say he's sorry. Great. Sai, are you sure there are no auxiliary data suitable for organic AI storage? No. 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 What? I can't tell you. I order you. You Me? Sai fed me the answer through the suit. I felt the whisper of her in my mind. The suit had neural connections. They were for deep learning, but where would I go? I'm not sure about this. Oh hero, it doesn't have to be permanent. Just until we can clean sex wetware. We can return him from your skull. That was graphic. And she sounded way too enthusiastic all of a sudden. I was the newcomer of this trio and definitely started to feel like a sacrifice. Oh, Hero, I understand. She read my reluctance from the gravimetric suit, of course. Now I felt like a coward. Where would I go? I mean my, um, myself. If Sek is pushed into my brain, there's not enough room in here. Oh no, Hero, you have lots and lots and lots and lots of unused space in your brain. And lots of useless and near-useless systems we can easily overwrite. Oh, well, that makes me feel better about it all, just the useless bits of me. I can offload those patterns into a quantum repository through subspace, and we can overwrite those useless bits. I'll be careful. Promise. What was I to say to this? My pilot's gravimetric suit was telling me what Psy intended. Download sex organic AI into my frontal lobe. I don't think the other areas of my brain would be compatible. Sai nodded through the suit. A slight warmth on the left side of my suit-wrapped muzzle, which I had learned over the months we had been working together, was her anxious assent when she desperately wanted to convince me of something. Sai read the ascent from the suit almost as soon as I thought it. Mentally, I wanted to say my goodbyes to her in case I came back a drooling idiot. Oh, Erie, this could be the end. And did I really know you? Would I have done this for you, Eerie? For the first time in nine months... I started to lose contact with the suit. A little lump of panic in my bowels started rumbling. It's okay. I'm using some additional areas for storage. I'll handle ship's basic functions, Sugar. I want to make sure you and Sec share combat control as soon as the operation is complete. Operation? That sounded a little too much like lobotomy to me. I felt like I had an itchy third arm. Did we really want to get this close? The short answer was definitely no trust me it won't be for that long can't believe how much useless useless data your body gives no for the 30 second time already i do not want to procreate how do i shut this stupid woven body off hero you're alive sec no one's shutting off my body I. you are a renter a squatter no rights no rights at all behave yourself yes I'm in your head hero I want some gravy we have to get me out of this let's kill some pirates I would very much enjoy that I couldn't believe I was saying this sigh where's the rest of my brain content well the good news is the transfer was clean I think no essentials were lost Okay, that's nice, Sai. Where's the rest of my brain content? And I have started cleaning up the corrupted stores. That's nice, Si. Where's the rest of my brain content? I think it made the jump and Quantum landed in the brain on Ratash's Lunar. You put my persona in a tow lot? Seven hell, Sai. It was the only reliable Quantum computer I have on record. Besides, your transfer shut down the lot and emptied the billing records. I could hear the slight rebel smugness in her voice. It was a new perspective on Saihai. Subversive, but I kind of liked it. Well, at least someone's happy. The pirates? Ah, was that my vocal cords? Sec? how did you... Then I felt Sek's next words ripple past the tactile gravimetric suit and out to the comm units on the wall. Better? We still have to deal with those pirates and get me back to my wetware. The longer I'm out, the greater the risk of corruption. Oh, so I'm a corrupting influence now, am I? Header message inbound. Should I open it, lover boy? Don't be sarcastic, Sigh. It could be from Pookie. Second you don't get to crack whys from inside my own brain. It was weird. I felt some of my consciousness seep back into the ship almost as if I were almost as if I were traveling in some of Sex's cleaned up data stores. Suddenly we three were operating like a tight knit family, not nine month co-workers. Taccom was pegged a very good sign. This was truly skin deep trust. I don't know why or where it came from, but I didn't want to let it go. Funny thing, from my new perspective, I now knew Sekai hadn't mothballed any of the armaments. Well, after all, that was just like Sekai. Clan blossomed all at once from the three of us. Just a kaleidoscope of distractions from the armaments and simply running full dark to the jump point. Epilogue 1. Welcome to the Good Morning Wolvenka Special Broadcast. Good morning Wolvenka. By now we've all heard the harrowing escape of Huron, our very own universal record holder for galumphing. Mm-mm. We have a really special report for you. An interview with Erie Engnu of House Emerald Binds in Bloom, the amazing galumpfrey hall of all time all while pirates threatened one lone pilot and two old wartime AIs for the sake of our beautiful guest. How does it feel to know that your lover now has enough wealth to buy a colony world and then some eerie? Well, no, I'm sorry, but I, I don't really remember him. But I'm bump. Epilogue 2, Captain's Log, Stardate three, 334, 3349, aboard Super Dreadnought Love Potion Number 9. That was size choice for a name. He loved Terran songs. After all was said and done, can't say the song was inappropriate for my new house, Emerald Eyes, where Eyes is spelled A-I. We're a three-person house. But you know, with the creds we had earned, There wasn't a private ship in the Tri that could outgun us or outsmart us all the upgrades. Except, of course, for Second Psy. who ran the upgrades and chose them, of course. And then, when I hit the merchant bars, you should see my full body toupee. And that's the ever-loving end, folks.